It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. No one is, 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 is more locked in. From Thursday to Monday, no one is more locked into the NFL than First and Pod. Hosted by Danny Parkin and Andrew Filippone. First and pod, thanks for being with us after Bills and Packers and an interesting kind of uh, Sunday in the NFL. Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi, check him out in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm in Chicago. We'll go through the afternoon show there. Subscribe, rate, review every team, every week, every game. The Bills kept the Packers at arm's length and beyond uh, tonight, Pony, scoring at one point on five straight possession still pretty clearly the class of the NFL yes yeah what's uh Aaron Rodgers next leadership tactic we have not heard his post-game press conference but the blame everybody but myself thing uh clearly didn't work Danny does Stephanie like reality TV is she somebody that gets into like love is blind and shows like that yeah she's really into like the selling sunset type stuff now okay I don't know what that is is that a Netflix thing yeah, it's like real estate agents oh, okay. that sell $10 million plus properties, but also Super have relatable. drama within the agency. Do you watch with her or do you let her do that on her own? I watch as little as possible. Okay, because I think if you look at it, even next Sunday again, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, the networks in the NFL put them in all these primetime windows, 425 Easterns prime time. We've got Rams and Bucks. Everybody in America is going to get it next week. Both these teams are bad. Both these quarterbacks are bad. So I'm bringing up the reality TV thing because the question for me is like, does the American football fan have an appetite to watch these great players suffer? Like the yes. drama of like a reality TV where it's like, I'll watch this because I, I like watching these guys lose. Yeah, we, if, like, we like characters. We like people that we know. That's been proven time and again. Like the it, the, the ratings are driven to the casual viewer. Uh, Bucks Ravens did a huge number. Uh, Amazon was bragging about that game in, in a press release. Yeah, man, these are these are celebrities. Like the people that you know, people like my dad, the casual sports fan, will tune in and they know it's why they hire Cowboys quarterbacks. Right, but they didn't put these teams in those spots thinking that this would happen. They did it because they thought they would get back to the NFC Championship game this year. Well, no, well, but my point is, is that their box office, what whatever their storyline is, win, lose, or draw, they 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 are box office. Green Bay just, I mean, Collinsworth said it once or twice over the course of the broadcast, and I agree with them. And we've obviously talked about it. It's not like the most original thing in the thought in the world, but how are you not, if you're a Packers fan, just agonizing over Devontae Adams? They ran the ball fine tonight. Like, sure, you're going to lose to Buffalo. Buffalo's better than everybody. But, like, if – and Dobbs had the great touchdown catch, but, like, if Rodgers had a top-five receiver, my guess is this team is right there barreling towards 11, 12, 13 wins in the NFC again. But it's just so clearly I, what they don't have, and they had it, and now they don't. I, I think people would have professional empathy for Rodgers if he conducted himself differently. I think that the way that he has come across over the last year, he's polarized so many people 
that they don't feel sorry for him. Oh, I'm not even talking about feeling sorry for him. I'm not even talking about it from the soap opera standpoint. I'm just talking about it from like the NFC being bad and they've won 13 games and been in the NFC title game consecutively. Like they would be right there if they had Devontae Adams. No doubt. But I think there's a hubris on their part that when they lost him, they didn't really seem all that concerned about replacing him. Sammy Watkins, uh, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs. Yeah, Lazard, Cobb. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah, it sucked. He didn't want to take your best offer. He wanted to go play with Derek Carr. Now, you didn't have to trade him. You know, you didn't no, have to do they, that. They didn't. I mean, it's just, it's just, it just is, it's a weird thing because I don't think that Rodgers, like Brady has all of this other stuff going on. Like, I still think that Rodgers has really good football left in him, but. You, it's a, it's like you bring the guy back on the deal and then you don't allow him to do it. It's it's just it's 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 a tough watch from a football standpoint. It's awesome to root against him. It's very I mean, man, Bears fans have been dealing with Packers fans as their neighbors and in their houses and north of the border. We've had first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback play for 30 consecutive years. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's it's kind of nice. Yeah. It's kind of nice to watch this around here. But it still is just crazy to think about that they eat, they 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 chose to do this uh, on some level, and here they are. And Buffalo is just amazing. So let's let's go to the games from from the rest of the day. I I struggled at like the order to put these in up top, but as I continue to search for who's good other than Philly in the NFC, and as someone who holds a Niners Super Bowl ticket, maybe I'm biased here. But that Christian McCaffrey performance today, man, felt like it should justify to the skeptics why they traded what they did for him. He had a passing touchdown today. He had 18 carries, 94 yards, and a touchdown running. And he had eight catches for 55 yards on nine targets uh, in, in the passing game. He just he makes their offense so different. I thought he was exactly what they bought today. Well, that was just a giant FU. To McVay and the Rams, like, oh, not only did you guys not get him, yes, but we're also just going to have him throw a tutter on you guys to add insult to injury. Yeah, Debo Samuel didn't play either. So the fact that they were able to do that, you know, they continued their mastery over the Rams outside of the NFC Championship game. Yeah, they're a four and four team, but they don't feel like it. They feel like they're much, much, much better yes. than that, even with Garoppolo's obvious limitations. And for the Rams, you know, less need. Now you're on the clock again, dude. Like you won a Super Bowl last year because you made three trades: Matt Stafford in the offseason, and then Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr. What do you do now? You haven't been able to dump Cam Akers on anybody. You better hope Cooper Cups, who came up lame, is fine. That was a scary situation. Uh, Stafford doesn't look like the same guy. The Allen Robinson free agent sign or signing has been a disaster. He's done nothing. Your plug-and-play running back model isn't working. Henderson did zero in this game. Like, Leonard Floyd has been invisible defensively. They got, Danny, they need a trade almost to, like, jolt them back to reality, in my opinion. They look like a team that won last year and is just kind of going through the motions right now. I agree. I mean, we talked about it last week, trading for an offensive lineman. That's not normally the type of thing that jolts a team. And it's not also something. It's not the type of player that you get. It just... But also, like, is this team worth investing in? They don't have a choice. They're so pot committed to win now. I don't think they can afford to punt on a year. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, punt on a year. Like, we'll see. I, I don't know how many more big moves are even coming at, at this deadline. Like, I, they're not going to be sellers. Uh, Lesney doesn't operate that way. But I don't know how much how compelled he's going to be to be a buyer either. What one year after the Super Bowl, but I agree. They could finish in last place. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So, same theme. I'm not sure it's the second biggest story of the day, but in the quest to find other good teams in the NFC, mm-hmm. I wanted to put Cowboys Bears up here. They hung 49 on the Bears, who are not a good defense, but they hung 49 on the Bears without Zeke. Did that Cowboys offense show you enough today to consider them scary and an actual Super Bowl-level contender? 
No, not when you word it that way. And what is Jerry Jones? If I were Dak in Dak Prescott's camp, I know I'm, you know, he gave me over a hundred million dollars. I'm set financially for life. But why does Jerry Jones treat Zeke Elliott like he's untouchable? But when I was out, he said the best thing that can happen is a quarterback controversy. Like there's a legitimate controversy at running back. And Jones, after the game, said, We'll go as far as Zeke takes us. That is a ridiculous double standard, Danny. When Pollard did what we talked about on Thursday, this is his one, this was his one chance, and he friggin' aced it. He got an A plus 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 today. It, he but he still didn't get over 14 carries, which is insane. Because he was averaging like nine yards a clip today. He <laughs> it was, it was to. 14 for 131 with three touchdowns. Yeah. But no, I mean, clearly more explosive uh, than Zeke. I just thought it was funny that it happened to fall on the number, and Tony Pollard still never has more but than 14 carries we, in a game in his career. We talked about this with Seattle. I thought it was a blessing in disguise when Rashad Penny got injured because I thought Walker would be better. And he's not just better, he's way better. He makes them a totally different team. Yeah. And, and I think Cowboys fans, I think they're I think Mike McCarthy and Jerry Jones are doing a disservice to the team if they don't flip. I, I agree. There. But also like Jerry's words on Cooper Rush meant exactly nothing. And I told you they were sponsored by Johnny Walker Blue. Like he's a guy who's arguably the most powerful person in the NFL, who's an owner, a general manager gives a press conference after every game and calls into a radio show every week. And I still am not entirely sure that his words publicly mean anything. So do you think they'll do it then after the buy? I think, I think it's going to be more of a timeshare. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I don't. You think Pollard's going to go back to just being like an every three possessions guy? Yeah. We'll see. Because there's been evidence, not this amount of evidence, but there's been evidence before to do it and he still hasn't. So, so – one quick thing on the Bears, man, and I'm obviously going to be spending 20 hours this week talking about it. The country's not going to acknowledge it because they got blown out and the numbers aren't great. But there's no concern now in my mind of Ryan Poles moving on from Justin Fields this offseason to like get his guy. He is showing enough flashes with absolutely nothing around him. Yeah. Throwing a ball that's perfect on a deep ball to Valus Jones, dropping it, throwing a jump ball in the end zone, perfect pass. Equinemius uh, uh, St. Brown, dropping it. like Montgomery fumble. Montgomery fumble. I mean, boneheaded play by Fields not to touch him down. Yeah. Just special athlete. You know, underthrew a deep ball. Didn't ha- didn't, wasn't perfect by any means, but 120 passer rating, efficient, getting the ball out faster. Second half against Minnesota was very good. Washington got to do what the terrible. Eagles did with Hurts. Got to get him a big. Got to get him an AJ Brown. Got to do something like that. That's yeah, got to do what they did with Tua, right? Yeah. Like, yes, they just yeah. they they have to find pass protecting offensive linemen and skill position uh, pass catchers, and he needs a big body guy. He's a he's a he's a throw the ball down the field guy. He can't have Darnell Mooney be his number one target when he's five eleven in heels. Like <laughs> you gotta you gotta find him a guy, but. I am no longer concerned that Fields isn't going to get next year. Like I okay. think that's locked up with how he's played these last couple of weeks. Next game. So Josh McDaniels, after getting shut out against the Saints, said it was his fault and he has to take responsibility. Will those comments be enough to get this guy some heat? Because he's not catching one one-hundredth of the heat that Nathaniel Hackett has caught. And they still Dink, and he was a high-profile head coaching hire. I feel like this guy's getting a complete pass nationally. Well, he was because they were they lost to Kansas City thirty to twenty nine. They lost the overtime game to the Cardinals. They were the team that wasn't getting uh, criticized for blowing games and finding ways to lose. They were getting they were getting credit for being unlucky. And when you lose in the fashion they did today, I think it changes. That a little bit, especially when you see how Adams did nothing in the game. Uh, the Saints shut down Jacobs. I mean, their defense finally looked like it was sort of advertised before the season started. So, dude, McDaniels, it's just, it's par for the course for these Belichick disciples. They don't That's win. That's what I'm saying. Like, they he's not win. a likable figure. 
He's not a popular figure. It's an easy narrative. I understand that they hung 38 on Houston just last week, but it's Houston. You have a running back who's amazing, a quarterback who's paid, a receiver who's paid. Like you have Renfro, you have Renfro, you have Waller. Like what zero points? I actually thought the story in that game was that Allen made the right decision going with Dalton because of something you've brought up on this show before. Kamara. Dalton involves Kamara in the passing game better than Jameis does. Yeah. Kamara, it's it's been a multi-year storyline with Kamara's, like when Taysom Hill was in, Kamara's value went down. You know, like it is, it, it is just so obvious. And I, and I would kidnap Mickey. Is Mickey Loomis still the GM there? Yeah. Uh, if I was Dennis Allen, I would kidnap him or I would get him drunk. I would have him go on a two day bender because you don't, if you're Dennis Allen, you don't want him trading Alvin Kamara for picks right now. And I could see why they would be, te- I mean, look at my, I mean, it's the perfect storm. McCaffrey has a huge game. Kamara has a huge game and desperate teams are going to be like, see, this is what we need. And it makes sense in the long term for New Orleans. But if I were a coach or player on that team, I would be like, look, our division stinks. And we still don't have Landry and Thomas healthy right now. So come on, give us a chance. But yeah, I mean, I understand why a GM can't think like that. So if they did it and got a Kings, they should trade him. They should absolutely trade him. Yeah. And he's awesome. Yep. He, He never stopped being awesome other than when he was hurt. But it was it was totally it was totally quarterback dependent. And anybody who watched those games or gambled on his props or had him in fantasy, anybody knew that. He he is an awesome football player when healthy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Next game, when do we consider the Vikings a threat to win the NFC? They beat Arizona again today, still only have one loss. Uh, Only when we think there's a way for Philadelphia to not get the number one seed. Because we saw that matchup? Not Yeah, not only that, but Minnesota scores a bunch of points at home. They've averaged, they've, they've scored at least... 28 points in every home game. They've got to play there, in my opinion. So we take them seriously in that they can win the NFC North, get a home playoff game, and win that against an NFC wildcard team. Oh, dude, I mean, they're winning the North. Yeah, so that's, like, they would need... They're four up on the loss column on the Packers. Yeah, they need chaos. They need absolute. They, They would need the Eagles to lose a divisional round game or something like that, you know? Yeah. But or I mean, the Niners I, to get injured. I don't know. Something like that. That's yeah, it's just it's it's just it's a weird thing. They 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 have one loss, they have they have star talent. And you know, if I like would you be shocked if they like beat the Cowboys in a playoff game? No, I, not at all. I wouldn't, right? Like they can make it to the NFC championship game. Yeah. So I guess in, to answer your question at that point, you'd have to. Do you have to say yeah. that they're that's what I'm saying? Like the and I, I know this has been a theme of mine now for like four weeks, but and I, it maybe people are like, no, we want you to just talk week to week about the specifics of that game. But the goddamn Minnesota Vikings have one loss, and I don't really consider them a contender until you start doing hypothetical matchups with teams that it would take for them to play in the NFC playoffs, and you're like, oh yeah. Well, short of what they did against Green Bay in week one, they don't have like a signature game where America sat down to watch them and they won, you know? Yeah. You know, they have, they've been out of sight, out of mind. They beat Miami when Tua was out. You know, they haven't really played in a spot yet. You know, they still got Buffalo later. Let's see what they can do there. They still have to play the Jets. You know, I think they play that entire division, which is 500 or better. So they'll have opportunities outside of the NFC North. They've taken care of business in in division. I actually, again, watched that game. And 
I'm intrigued by Arizona with Brown, Hopkins, and Connor if they can get Connor back. Because if they have Brown, Moore, Hopkins, Ertz at tight end, and Connor, then they should finish ahead of the Rams. And if Seattle were to come, like, we're trying to find seven teams. They've got an offense on paper to be a seven, an eight, when nine is that era, when, That's a good point. When When is the Cardinals-Seahawks next game? Like, when do they? When well, do they, they already win? lost to them. They right. already lost like that in, I think it was like 19-9 or something like that, or 16-9 was the final score. Yeah, I don't know. I'd just be I'd be interested to know because like that that division is just so unbelievably open. So I'm gonna try to pull. Well, they've lost to the Rams and they've lost to the Seahawks. I know that. Yeah. So November sixth, Bill says. November sixth. Okay. So they got yeah, yeah, excellent. Next week. Next week we'll get to see it. Because my fighting Geno Smith's still in first place in the uh in the NFC West. Okay, next game, Carolina-Atlanta. What is the bigger story? That the Atlanta Falcons are 500 in first place in a division? Mm-hmm. Or DJ Moore taking off his helmet and not getting an extra point to win that game? Moore by far. That, to me, is a is, horrible rule. Yes. I remember the Browns lost a game. It might have been their expansion year because the dude threw a helmet after the last play of the game. They got like a stop on fourth down or like they thought the game was over. I think it was Rudd was the guy's last name. He threw his helmet. They flagged him. They kicked a field goal and they ended up losing. Yeah. Um, I had not seen it. That's like 20 years ago. I've not seen it come out again and cost a team a game. I still haven't seen it in a way where it like, was it a taunt? Was it just the strict interpretation of you can't take your helmet off? Or was it a taunting penalty? I'm confused. Yeah, I mean, what I saw was took his helmet off. You know, he jumped it like he kind of like jumped up onto the stands, like kind of quasi Lambo leap, like he was celebrating fairly, like yeah. you know, whatever. But dude, it's so dumb. The play was over. He yeah. took his helmet off. He wasn't even on the field to play. He was behind the end zone. Like if he would have just like his helmet off and like ran off the field and been out offside out, outside of the field to play. I think that would be allowed, but because he was celebrating and lingered back there, it's a penalty. I don't know. It's just, I felt bad for, for Walker for the quarterback. Like how many moments is that guy going to get? Yeah. You know what well, I mean? Like He might, he, he's going to probably get the rest of the year there. Well, okay. The sure. Things. But, they're, but they're awful. So, how, like, how many situations is PJ Walker going to have to throw a game-winning fourth-quarter hail mary in the in in the NFL? That might be his only chance. There was a great throw too. It was, an it was awesome not a throw. It was not a luck play. He threw it behind the defenders that were in stride with Moore and threw it where only the wide receiver could get it after he rolled out on the play too. Yeah, it was tremendous. It was it was great. So I just I was like, oh my god, like your whole I life gotta say from that moment. The minor league quarterbacks, the guys that played in the bullshit leagues, Walker and Heineke, they are fun to watch. I mean, these I love guys, Heineke. it's kind of like Flutie come and Jeff Garcia and Flutie and the old CFL guys who come back to the NFL. There's something about the way that they play that as backups, it's fucking entertaining, man. It really is. Yeah. They, they, I don't want a backup who is going to just run my offense and you know like you check don't want down. A Cooper rush check right check down Josh McCown check check down be super conservative like execute gameplay Chase no, Daniel I, yeah I want a chucker I want yeah. I want a live wire act 300 yards three touchdowns three picks let's like six interceptable balls 15 air yards per pass like yeah really re- really get after it uh all right, this game was the only matchup today of winning teams buried smack dab in the middle of the rundown. Giants-Seahawks. Seahawks win, one, both, or neither, making the playoffs. Whoo, boy. Wow. I get – this is going to sound crazy. I get a little bit – I get a little bit of 99 Rams vibes on the Seahawks. A little bit. Okay, well, let's slow down. Well, 
but hear me out. The great receive the two great receivers, yeah. Lockett and Metcalf, the slot guy, Oz Hakeem, Mark Marquise Goodwin, great running back, Falk Walker. The redemptive well, Marshall Falk's a Hall of Famer. Walker has two starts. Who cares? Okay. Well, I, I mean, can't I can't deal with it. I can't refute who cares. I mean, well, hold on a second. I'm not saying that he'll have a Marshall Falk career, but we see young running backs have Hall of Fame years all the time. Now, maybe the next year they fall off a cliff. Maybe they never do it again. I mean, you were in Kansas City. Guys like Larry Johnson did it. I mean, Priest Holmes was amazing for two or three years. I mean, it happens. I mean, I I think this guy is right now one of those dudes. Well, so... I wasn't going to do the historical comp, but I was going to ask you the following. Geno Smith, Kurt Warner's the last one, obviously. Let me at least say that. They'll make a movie about him someday, too, maybe, if his yeah. wife's a compelling enough character. Do you think Kevin James could play Geno Smith? Or no, Kevin he James was Sean Payton. He already did Sean Payton. <laughs> Sean Payton. No, he's got the football movie thing down, yeah. My bad. I thought he, yeah, I forgot who played Kurt Warner in that They'd movie. have like a 70-year-old Denzel Washington play Geno Smith because I feel like – all right, can you name the teams in the NFL with more points scored than the Seattle Seahawks? Uh, well, the Chiefs had a bye week, so it can't be them. They're or, the only one. They still have more even without playing this weekend? Correct. That's pretty badass. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow, okay. They are the only team with more points scored. Baltimore Ravens uh, are are right there, and that's your list, buddy. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. Yeah, you know, I I hesitate. And the, and the, and the Bills are a game short, so you know they're they'll 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 be there too. But I mean, I, right I, I I hesitate to say the Giants because you know I think they can and, and probably will get to ten wins, which would be enough, but. I don't feel great in saying that. I mean, they Saquon did practically nothing today. They've got no wide receivers. Jones didn't turn the ball over, but really what happened to them today was th- their luck ran out. Their, their return man fumbled the ball twice, and that's why they lost the game, honestly. They were due for something like that to happen to them. Seattle felt pretty easy today to me. Oh, I had them. Yeah, I like to play a lot. Uh, yeah, like the Giants keep winning and they get absolutely no respect in the gambling market. Like that tells mm-hmm. you something. Mm-hmm. So, and well, the other and New York, the other New York public was like just like, too. "Oh, no, DK Metcalf." So I'm going to bet the Giants. Like that just that that felt so easy today. The other New York team had the same thing going for them today, where they were an underdog. I think for the 21st consecutive time against the Patriots. Yeah, that's that's a crazy stat. Um, but so oh, for the record, I'll say one. Okay. I don't they're both they're both not making it. One will um, who's the one? I think it's Seattle because they're the better team. I yeah, I I get I give slight lean to Seattle, and I just I don't know, I don't have the same faith that you do that the Cardinals are gonna Cardinals or Rams are gonna wake up. I still like San Francisco out of the division, but I, I could see Seattle getting the seventh seed. Okay. Dolphins and Lions. I, I, I'm going to lay out my opinion here in the question. I didn't watch the whole game, but the numbers are just completely ridiculous again for Tua. But when you see the highlights or the recap or they go in on red zone, it feels to me like it is spectacular plays being made by Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell on largely or too often underthrown passes or things that are schemed pretty damn impressively. But Tua's numbers are amazing. But these receivers are literally off to a historic start, right? Waddell had eight catches, 106 yards, two touchdowns. They've got almost 1,700 yards between the two of them, a Super Bowl record for teammates through the first eight games of a season. 
Are we sure two is good, or is he propped up by a perfect supporting cast? No, you have to say he's good now because we look at what they've done without him in there, and it's not much. They don't. They have not won without him. And Bridgewater's okay, is, it Kirk, is it Kirk Cousins? Is it Kirk Cousins with Dalvin Cook and Thielen and Jefferson, or before him Diggs, or is it Dak Prescott with? Three all pros sure. on the offensive line, yeah. and uh, you know Des Bryant and yeah, I'm, I'm, and Zeke. I'm okay with that. I'm okay, okay with that comparison. Like, you know, that, I that's, was, that's what I'm wondering. But, but you, well, you get worried about paying that guy, man. I I don't disagree with that. I mean, my I I've been a staunch to a defender, but it was more along the lines of like, I think he's an. He's an, I think he's an above average average starter. He's not a guy that deserves to get benched for a Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jacoby Brissett. You know, shit like that bothered me. I didn't think he was given with Flores the the fairest shakes. Um, and yeah, I mean, you watch the game. Hill gets 20 yards behind the defender and he's got to wait for the ball to get to him. We know he's not a great deep thrower. He is trying to make those plays and he is because the guys are getting so open, but he's surrounded by this amount of talent. You can win with him, I, but I, I don't look I know, at him as I would just, I, if I'm a Dolphins fan, I would just be worried, man. I like you have, they got to make a decision on him. And I would wonder if we have created, if they have created an infrastructure where basically anyone would be really productive and then you wait till you can get someone special or you can get a, like a veteran who's special who wants to force their way there. Yeah, but, know, let me, but, let, but, let me, but let me say this, though. I think if you flip the quarterbacks today, I think Detroit wins the game. Um, I think if you give Tua, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Hawkinson, Swift, Williams, I think he beats yeah. – I think he beats Goff. So there's for me, there's a tier from Goff who went to a Super Bowl and had one great year. And then up to what you're saying with like Kirk Cousins and and Dak is a little bit above that. Yeah. But I'm saying like I'm I'm saying like what we thought Dak was like two years ago. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I think it I I thought, dude, I'm with you. I think it's a tough call. But I also don't think because of his injuries and stuff and what's happened with him, I also am not sure he's played enough games where he we can say definitively that he can't get to another level above where he's at right now. And I'm not saying definitively that he can't either. I'm just saying based on you're saying you're not going to give him $45 million a year right now. And I would agree with you on that. Yeah. And and, and I would just be terrified that like the production is such that you're going to feel like you have to. And they might've done such a perfect job of building the supporting cast that they would get, 90% 90% of the offensive production yep. with a quarterback who you could pay 30% of the salary to. So the next game you have down is Patriots-Jets. And I just wanted to let you know something that I've noticed today. You want to talk about uh, knee-jerk reaction? Most of the New York sports people that I follow, you know, my my one of my best friends, Greg Giannotti, is the morning show host there with Boomer. You know, Carton and those guys, Evan Roberts, these people from our station in, at, at WFAN in New York. It sounds like they're going to all go on the air t- tomorrow and ask their listeners if they think Mike White is better than Zach Wilson. That Wilson was so horrendous in the second half of the game that all of the goodwill that he built up from this three-game winning streak is already gone. Poof. <laughs> Well, is that fair? Well, I I haven't watched the New York media being the New York media. It feels like it to me. I haven't watched every pass, right? So it it, it doesn't feel completely legitimate for me to weigh in on this. When I saw Mike White, he reminded me of the guys that we were talking about earlier, like, like the Heineke types who like, man, gamer plays like he has absolutely nothing to lose, like a little Bailey Zappi in him, right? But very limited ceiling and upside. And when I see Zach Wilson, I see a guy who is still adjusting to the speed of the NFL in terms of like, not like just literally the speed of the players, but the speed at which you have to process the game. And that takes time. 
but a dude who absolutely has the physical tools to be very, very, very good if the game ever slows down for him post-snap. Yeah. So He lost I, the game today with his turnovers. That was the yeah. difference in the game. Those McCourty picks cost them the game. I'll bet on talent and pedigree, personally. Like, I'll I'll go down with the guy who was the second overall pick who people compared his arm talent to Mahomes. And I don't – Sure, but I, I would I feel like they have to if they're going to win this year and they're not you know they're ahead of schedule or they're exceeding expectations. But to win this year, they've got to have him play like Mark Sanchez did those two years. Like that's the, that's the rub. Their defense is good enough where their Brees Hall and defense formula was working, and now they lose Hall. Robinson did next to nothing. Carter's numbers were uh, slim today. Like. They couldn't do to the uh, Patriots what the Bears did to them on Monday night. They couldn't run it on them. So right, I uh, I'm different, and like I know that no coach or locker room could ever do it this way. And so say it's more too Maddeny or whatever. But like, I'd rather figure out what I have in the second overall pick with the crazy talent than win ten games and lose in the first round of the playoffs. Personally. Because the only way to win consistently in the NFL and at a high level is to have the perennial Pro Bowl flirting with all pro quarterback. It's the only way to do it. You can't be a dynastic defense anymore. It's impossible. You can win one Super Bowl with a great defense, but you can't win yeah. a stretch of them. So, like, yeah, sure. Like, try to win this year. You should. You owe it to the players, the team, the coaches, all that stuff. But I... I would still, until I know about my quarterback, I would be devoting as much as I possibly could resources, game plan, situational. But it's frustrating out. when you have a great defense and your young quarterback wants to be more of like a gunslinger and a risk taker, and you live by the sword, die by the sword with him. I know. You know? Yeah. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying it's an easy spot, and it's almost impossible to do. It's like it's like a thing that talk show hosts can say, and NFL teams can't really implement, but. Mike White, you want to invest time in Mike White? Okay, <laughs> like that just seems dumb to me. No, I, I I hear you on that, man. Don't you know what I mean? Like that, that that's just yeah. that that seems really dumb. As someone who hasn't watched every pass, it seems really, really, really dumb. Uh, what's the next game? Oh, your game. Yep, Philly Pittsburgh. I barely want to talk about your team. You can say whatever you want about them. Here's my question: If it was if the Super Bowl was in two weeks and it was Bills Eagles neutral field, who do you like? Bills, but and what's the spread? I think they're probably a six and a half point favorite. You think it's that high? Yeah, yeah. Philly did it. Philly impressed me today. You know, they had really only had two games where they stopped a mud hole in teams. That was that Monday nighter against the Eagles, and. The uh, game against Washington, where they turned Carson Wentz into a pumpkin. Short of that, they had had great quarters or stretches, and then they would let teams get back into the game. So for them to just destroy a a, a pretty piss poor Steelers team today, uh, and then you know they've got Jason Kelsey wearing a Halloween costume on the sidelines. I mean, they just they 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 know they're good. They've got a swagger to them. AJ Brown's mocking guys after he's mossing them, and that was badass. I know, dude. He, that, he had three touchdowns of over twenty-five yards in the first half. Yeah, I just, I think Hertz is probably a better passer than I gave him credit for. Yeah, and the reason why I felt Saban benched him. He basically ran at Oklahoma, which is always passer pass happy. He ran like a run first offense there under Lincoln Riley. Like it's just everything where he was drafted. I mean, I think most of the football community just thought he was not really a gifted passer, but he's proven him wrong. He looked great. I think that's the first four touchdown game passing of his entire career today. So he's way better than I thought he was ever going to be as a quarterback. I agree. You see this for him? I did not. No, I thought I mean, he was no, going to be a backup. No, dude, I didn't think he was good coming out of 
coming out of college. But what I'm thinking about with them is it's like, no, I'm, I was nodding with you on, on the hurt stuff. My, my thing with them is what's their weakness. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. They can defend the pass. They can get after the quarterback. Like, what would you like? What type of team would you say is the team that's going to beat them? I, I guess shoot like try to win a shootout, but but they like I I could I could see them running on Buffalo, like they they run the hell out of the ball. They got an awesome offensive line. Like I six and a half is a big number, man. Josh Allen's amazing. He'd be the best player on the field. They it'd be the it'd be a real challenge for you know they you know Buffalo's a challenge for anybody. But Philly's secondary is awesome, and their pass rush is awesome. And Josh Allen throws balls that are interceptable a few times a game, and Philly comes down with them. And then I feel like the Eagles would keep him uh, on the sideline. I, I would take the Eagles plus six and a half right now. I, yeah, I actually think their offensive line's a little overrated. I think that last I – mean, I, I saw it the last two weeks. I think if the Steelers have Watt in there, it, it's a, they don't win, but it's not 38-13. to 13. Um, you know, they got, they've not been consistently getting pressure without what they actually did today. They forced them into third and long situations and then Hertz made great throws and their wide receivers amazing with Brown. But I, I do think I'm trying to think of a team in the NFC. Well, I mean, are, if Armstead and Bosa are healthy for San Francisco and they don't have to. You know, actually, I like blitzing him, though. I like sending multiple guys and forcing him to make snap decisions. I just feel like they'll run the ball. Uh, yeah. But yeah, listen, I mean, I, I really like the Niners. I think the Niners are a tough matchup for anybody if they're healthy um, with, with Shanahan and their defensive line and all of that. But I'm just saying, like, in, in that hypothetical that I gave you, uh, I definitely, definitely, definitely think that it would be, A, an incredible game. I'd love to see it. And I would take Philly. I would take Philly and the points at, at your number for sure. For sure. Next game. Oh, here we go. Now we get to the AFC South. Washington Indy. Frank Reich punted up six, 16 10 in the game, 330 left, fourth and inches, own 35 yard line. You pick it up, you're one first down away from icing that game. Is that a punt spot for you? Low scoring no, game. Trust your no, defense. No, it's not. But the, but it, it's it's no. I go for it. But the thing that's so incredible about it is, it just it's proof that we're now eight games into the season. Like it goes to show you, you know, there's the narratives out there. Brady, father time has caught up to him. His personal life at 45. Rogers is struggling without Devonte Adams. He's older. He's almost 40. The NFL is a way of making people great to bad in a hurry. The Colts' offensive line and Jonathan Taylor going from good enough to get them deep into the AFC playoffs and a lock to win the AFC South for a lot of people to the point where they don't go for it in the situation that you just laid out there. Yeah. Like, that's like while we've all been ca- talking about Russell Wilson and Tom Brady. And Aaron Rodgers and these and those great players falling off a cliff this year, dude. How about that? Jonathan Taylor was like a universal number one overall pick, and like every everybody yeah. that used to use the first pick on him is fucked. I mean, that he's he's ruined a lot of people's football season. That line has ruined a lot of people's football season, man. That's an underrated story in the NFL this season. I- I know because and no one wants to talk about it because they are just an, it's an unwatchable product. Uh, but yeah, I agree completely. I was, it was just cowardly. What do you, what do you have to lose? I understand it's a low scoring game and that's what the argument would be. Fall forward, man. It's fourth and less than a yard. Do not give the ball back when it's only six and the touchdown beats you. But last year that would have been a no doubt, no brainer. We got the best running back in the NFL and the best offensive line. We're getting it. Offensive coach, we're getting it. I I agree completely. The only thing I'll say about Washington is that catch by McLaurin at the end was awesome. I wanted him to score on it because he's from Indianapolis too, which was super cool. Yeah, and 
just the Bears need a playmaker so badly. Like, every, like 28 teams in the NFL. There's so many good receivers. 28 teams in the I, NFL have a playmaker. The Bears can't find one. I thought you were going to say, I'm stunned that Snyder was at the game. Yeah. Yeah. I saw you want to talk about a great story that went virtually uncovered today with all the Ursay shit? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good I'm, point. <laughs> that's a good point. I like that. That's a very I good mean, point. Like, how did that work? Because you know, I'm, I'm guessing Daniel Snyder is a very passive aggressive person that probably is conflict adverse. Like, he did not want to have probably a personal run in with Ursay today. Like, the way the mechanics of that, that. Like, his guy, like his wags or whatever from Billions, like his number two, like had like a, a private elevator, a private suite and escort. Like he had the whole, the whole day mapped out. So he had would never to, have right? any chance. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So. No, I mean, that'd be hilarious if there was a group photo on, on the sideline. Um, okay. These Derrick Henry stats are unbelievable. Today he passed Eddie George for most touchdowns in Titans history. He tied Adrian Peterson and OJ Simpson. With six career 200 plus yard games, most ever in NFL history. And it was his fourth straight 200 plus yard rushing game against the Texans. So, four of his six 200 yard games are against the Texans, and he missed both of them uh, last year. Is Derrick Henry somehow underrated? Yes. Yeah, I had him done. I thought when I watched him at the in the Bengals playoff game when they brought him back, and they tried to make him the focal point of the offense, and he looked slow. And then they started 0-2 this year, and his numbers were meager in both of those games. Um, I thought he was dead. I, I mean, I had I had the obituary up. I mean, I thought he was done. And so for them, Danny, today it's Malik Willis. They've got no receivers that scare you. Robert Woods is their number one receiver. Their offensive line isn't what it was three or four years ago. I mean, all you have to do if you're the opposing team is stop this guy. Yeah. And he's still doing it. He's a, it, it's an amazing thing. It's, I think Adrian Peterson's the comp, man. Like, we'll see how long he does it. And Adrian Peterson was a cyborg and he had, you know, the devastating knee injury and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But the, the durability, the size, the speed, like when he gets into the open field and, the separation increases from backers or cornerbacks or safeties guys, his size, it's crazy. And he still has the best stiff arm. I think I've ever seen like he just throws people off of him all the time. It's unbelievable. He, he, he must have 10 stiff arms a game. He looks like the one kid in a 10 year old pop Warner football game. That's gone through puberty. Yeah, and he's just bigger and stronger than everybody else, and it's not fair. He's a man-child out there. I, I don't. It's it, it. really is incredible. And when I was reading about those stats, I was like, Jesus Christ, six two hundred yard eight OJ Simpson. Yeah, Adrian late in the Peterson game, and- they just were giving him the ball, and he's like, "All right, I'll just throw people aside like it's a game of NFL blitz here, clowning you- people." Did you wake up and fire up the old ESPN Plus app for Jaguars Broncos? Uh, I watched the second half. I did not start watching it, to be totally honest. But um, I was right about Russell Wilson. He did this whole spiel with Laura Rutledge after the game about what an honor it was, the NFL games in London, to be part of an international experience. (laughs) Like acting. Yeah, you were like, right on that. Like doing this is like growing the game exponentially. You know, like he probably either got a text from Roger Goodell or sent one like, hey, Raj, did you hear or see what I said after the game? Um, but I, I, I honestly think the story of that game is not the fact that Russell Wilson for a second half turned back the clock a little bit. I really think it's like, dude, what do we do with Trevor Lawrence? What do we do with this guy? He like, threw another pick right down there at the goal line. And he threw an and he threw a backbreaking interception after the Broncos touchdown to a guy playing literally with one arm. Williams is in a cast. 
yeah. to lose the game. I don't know. I mean, like, do we not count last year? This is actually his rookie year. Now, I didn't do that in my forecast for the season. I thought he was going to be great. But am I allowed to do that now? Like, last year was so effed up that it doesn't count. And this is actually his rookie year. I mean, it's what people did with Fields here. His Fields' his own offensive coordinator said it was like his rookie year. It's what people are doing with Wilson and, Na- and Lance. The only pe- person that they didn't do it with with that class was Lawrence because he was looked at as such a sure thing. So, yeah, I mean, retroactively, I guess. ETN finally had a monster game instead of fumbling and dropping passes all yep. over the place. Like, he should be a great pro, and he's finally starting to produce like one. Yeah, Lawrence has all the physical tools, and I just wonder, is he is he not – not as smart sounds meaner than I mean it to be, but like, is he just not, is he not as football savvy at processing the game as we thought that he was like, cause we thought that he was like this Andrew Luck level prospect, but then some scouts are like, eh, at the chalkboard, he wasn't, but he just, he throws these horrible interceptions. Like he's not seeing the field. I mean, it, luck had a, luck did that a lot in his Colts career. You know, yeah. I mean, that's not a disqualifying trait necessarily. But it's just like, man, I really thought he was going to be one of the biggest stories in the NFL at the halfway point. Yeah. That he was going to be putting up huge numbers and he was going to be like declared the next great young quarterback, man. I agree. Bengals and Browns. I like Cincy. What about you? I don't know. I do not. I think this Jamar Chase situation is a huge one for Cincy. Your guy, T. Higgins, gets a chance to step in. If any team, I guess, is the least protected from a big wide receiver injury, it's them. But they're middle of the pack against the run, and your boy Nick Chubb needs to lead the NFL in rushing. And he looked amazing. I think he averaged like six yards a carry against Baltimore last week. So I actually like I like Cleveland. Since he's 0-2 in the division, I think they'll keep the Browns in the game. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I mean, obviously the chase injury is huge, but uh, I think that I think that Burrow and them are starting to figure it out. And Burrow think- is a dark horse. He won't win the MVP, right? Because right now, what would you do the MVP? Would you say Allen, Allen Hurts, Hurts, Mahomes? Yeah, in that order. Yeah, yeah, in that order. But I mean, dude, Hurts. But he's Hurts a great. Has but- a, Hurts has a shot, man. Well, but he, but but you but he's already up there on the board. No, 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 I know. I'm, saying, I'm, I'm saying, saying we were talking about it last week. I mean, if right. Hurts posts a 15 and two season. Yeah. But I'm saying you've got a buy low opportunity in Burrow is all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You would need, you need them to get injured though. Those the one of the other finish. quarterbacks. Yeah. Okay. Just, I mean, you, like they're going to, they're going to finish with too good of a win loss record. Yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, part of, that's part of the calculus with the MVP. Yeah. All right, dude. All right. Thanks to Bill and Spencer for helping produce. Check uh, Andrew Filipponi out in Pittsburgh, me in Chicago. I'm Danny Parkins. Every team, every week, every game, first and pod. We'll talk to you after Thursday night football. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company. 